So researchers are warning we could be worried about um, the the wrong biodiversity culprits. So we all know about controlling, you know, the famous ones, the rats and the possums, but we could be overlooking the deer and the goats. And they say it could be the reason for a bigger disconnect in the management of biodiversity. These are the sort of things that, um, you know, we don't normally think about. Now, a retired researcher and co-author of this particular research, Dr. John Lithwick, is with us on this. John, morning. Good morning, Mike. Now, you're arguing the current conservation approach is unbalanced. Would those who are running the current conservation approach agree? I would hope so. Uh, it's certainly well supported by the science, um, which suggests that ignoring uh, a major part of the threats that our biodiversity faces while just focusing on one is a, is a pretty uh, risky strategy to embark on. How did we get here in that sense? Um, it's an interesting history. If you look back over the last 40 years, we we always, in the past, had a heavy emphasis on control of deer. But with the advent of the, the, the wild venison recovery industry, um, we achieved levels of deer control we thought were previously unattainable. And so that uh, emphasis on state control of deer as a pest uh, pretty well evaporated. Mm. Unfortunately, with the collapse of that industry, uh, deer numbers have increased and, and recreational hunting alone is not enough to keep numbers down. Would they argue numbers? I mean, when you talk about rats, you're talking, I'm assuming, about millions of them, whereas deer, you wouldn't be. Um, look, deer left to their own devices will double in numbers approximately every three to four years. Wow. Is there a coordination issue with all the people in some sort of conservation role and pest control role? Is there a coordination? There's no overarching umbrella that says, here's the problem and here's what you do and you do and you do it over there. Yeah, that's, that's certainly an issue. We have, we have so many players in the conservation space now and, um, yeah, we need coordination. We need to be smart about how we work together. Are they like aid agencies? They're sort of like this, that you've got interest groups that develop. In other words, you wonder why there are so many aid agencies, you wonder why there are so many conservation groups, when in theory they're all supposed to be doing the same thing. I think it's about place, Mike, um, that, that people develop a connection with place and they want to look after it. Mm. And uh, I, I think that's one of the great uh, features of New Zealand conservation that's developed over the last decade or so. In calling for change and highlighting what you've highlighted, are you hopeful of change? I am, yes. I, I, I think there's a, a, growing, a growing awareness of the problems that they pose. I have a colleague who lives around on the, 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 um, the Kashmir Hills behind Christchurch. Mm -hmm. he, he chased a deer out of his backyard. Jeez. That's suburbia. Um, That's suburbia, isn't it? John, listen, yeah. thank you for that. I appreciate your time very much. You have a good weekend. John Lithwick, retired researcher and co-author. Mind you, you're seeing the boars in Rome. Uh, you see the cougars and the tigers and stuff in, you know, California. Encroaching I, saw a, into I, I saw a rabbit on somebody's front lawn around the corner from my place the other day. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs>